Arizona State Sun Devils football could have one of its best wide receiving groups, quite frankly, ever. Let's talk about it on this edition of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked on Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Sun Devils podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to the everydayers that are here every day. And as always, for everybody else, thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe. Turn on those notifications so you get an update wherever you get your podcast. Also, make sure you follow me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrads36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. I've been talking this week about the 2024 Sun Devils looking at potential areas of concern and potential areas of strength, turning our attention to 2023 again. This wide receiver group is absolutely bonkers. There are so many weapons here. What's so intriguing about this is you had in 2021, Elijah Badger, who was, you know, working his way into the lineup, Ricky Pearsall and Johnny Wilson, the latter of whom is actually getting some first round draft type from what he's done at Florida State. You would have thought with losing those guys, as well as several other guys too, that the wide receiver group would be in a bit of a limbo, but that, that wasn't necessarily the case last year. There were some quality performances as Elijah Badger broke out for a career season and proved to be a really good potential number one receiver for the Sun Devils. And one of the more underrated receivers in the Pac-12 conference. Giovanni Sanders becomes a really, really solid uh, slot weapon for the team. They had solid production from the rest of the guys. Uh, Cam Johnson was able to get onto the field for some plays. You had Andre Johnson, who was typical splashy kind of guy. Brian Thompson was really quality for you last year. There was solid guys there. But you were returning... For this year, quite a handful of guys, but most notably Elijah Badger and Giovanni Sanders were coming back. It felt like they were the number one, number two, unquestioned receiver, unquestioned receivers, excuse me, on the depth chart. You had um, some guys coming back like Andre Johnson was returning. There were several other guys, Josh Hart, Max Ware, Sean Charles, Patrick Williams III. Um, you had, um, you know what, I might have named everyone I was thinking of. Anyways, Andre Johnson was coming back as well, if I didn't mention him already. So you were returning a a solid cast of guys, but solid wasn't good enough for Arizona State. It wasn't good enough for Kenny Dillingham. And most of all, it wasn't good enough for wide receivers coach Rashad Samples, who has gone and taken what was a solid at best receiving core and is now making it look like one of the best in the Pac-12 and potentially one of the best that the Sun Devils have ever had. The Sun Devils have had really quality receiving cores. And the best that I can think of in recent memory was the 2018 season when they had Nikhil Harry, who went on to be a first-round pick, Brandon Ayuk, who went on to be a first-round pick, and Frank Darby, who was also drafted to the NFL. You had three NFL receivers on that team. They were all really good in their own rights. Darby and Ayuk were great deep threats. Nikhil Harry was just a post-up guy. He You threw the ball in his general vicinity. He was going to come down with it. There had been some solid units around with Jalen Strong, too. 
Uh, Cameron Smith, I feel like, is a very forgotten about receiver. And I remember being really hyped for him before he missed the majority, if not all, of his uh, second to last season at Arizona State. They put together solid units. But I look at this unit and I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. What made this unit so good was attacking the transfer portal the way they did. They brought in prized possession, Xavier Guillory, Idaho State receiver, big chunk play machine who was able to really separate himself during his time at Idaho State. He looked like he was ready for some higher level competition. Arizona State gives him an offer. He comes here. He follows uh, Charlie Raggle, who was his head coach when uh, he was at Idaho State. Now he's plugged into this offense, and to the surprise of no one, he absolutely dominated spring ball, looks like one of the better receivers on the team, and now looks like the potential number two receiver on the team. They brought in several other guys through the transfer portal as well. Mel Constaval is a graduate transfer kid from Colorado State who could fit into the slot very, very well. They brought in Troy O'Mare, a high upside wide receiver who's a redshirt junior, but he's got that NFL size at six foot three. He's got post-up ability. He's got really interesting upside here. Jake Smith, a Valley kid, a former four-star recruit, comes back home. He's been banged up for most of his career. But again, looking at potential here, that's a really good option that you just brought in. Uh, between those guys alone, Arizona State had hit a jackpot with their transfer class. And now they went and added Jordan Tyson who was a really good receiver for Colorado last year in spite of the fact that he got injured towards the end of the season and was dominating with Richie Bradshaw, a quarterback, quite frankly. He was putting up numbers. He looked really good. Now he's coming to Arizona State, and there's just an absolute embarrassment of riches right now at the wide receiver spot. They also, don't forget, have two freshmen coming in as well. Caleb Black and Corbin Hendricks are going to factor into this situation. You are looking at one of the most ridiculously deep depth charts with a ridiculously enticing upside here. I truly believe that Badger is destined for the NFL one day. And if Xavier Guillory can dominate this year and potentially next year, if he decides to come back to be the number one receiver, because I feel like Badger's going to declare after this year, if he does do what he's supposed to do, there's going to be a chance for Guillory to get to the pros. Jordan Tyson, still very young. He's only a true sophomore, but he's got that game-breaking game speed and ability to eventually be one of the top guys on the, on the offense. I anticipate he'll get an opportunity here. Giovanni Sanders, really, really quality slot receiver. He's going to be one of those guys where it's going to be difficult to keep him off the field because of all the little things that he does right for this team. Andre Johnson, big, strong, physical guy. Mel Constaval, good slot receiver. And then the rest of the guys I named. But, like, those six alone that I just went into all should have an opportunity to get onto the field with everybody I didn't list behind them also going to be competing every single day and every single week to like if the guys ahead of them ever slip up, they get their opportunity and they come onto the field and they just dominate. They got to be careful. They got to make sure that they keep their eye on that because this is such a deep depth chart that I find it hard to believe that really anybody's job is secure. Like, not Xavier, Elijah Badger's spot to me is the only secure one on the roster right now. Thanks to the rest of the depth that's on this team. It truly is, as I said, an embarrassment of riches. Guys, if you're looking for a delicious snack and don't want the sugar and calories, then you need to get the best tasting protein bar ever built. You got to try this. If you're like me, you want to make healthier snack choices, but you don't want to compromise on taste 
I got just the thing for you. It's Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. you got to try this. What makes Built Bars so good? For starters, they're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. They come in unbelievable flavors too, like churro, peanut butter, brownie, and cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is they're healthy, only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. Now you don't even need to wait around to get your box. For years, we've been talking about ordering Built Bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club, while you can still get your specialty flavors at Built.com. So you heard me right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, go to the pharmacy section, and get yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-box cookies and cream, the double chocolate bar, or the coconut puff. If you're closer to Sam's Club, run in, get a 13-bar box of our hit flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. Get yourself the best-tasting protein bar on the market. Get yourself a Built Bar and taste the difference. You got to try this. Thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to Locked on Sun Levels. Thank you to the everydayers that are here every day. Make sure that you tune in next week as we continue our talk about the offseason, things to look forward to, things to maybe be wary of. <coughs> Woo! Excuse me. What a great way to get back into our conversation here. I want to talk. I talked about the depth. I want to talk about the guys at the top. Elijah Badger. I don't know how much I how much more I can say about him. That hasn't been said, not just by me, but from everybody else. Badger truly looks like one of the best receivers the Sun Devils have had over the last handful of years. I think he's the best receiver the team has had since Brandon Ayuk, who not only was a first-round pick, but has translated to the NFL and is one of the best number two receivers in the league behind Debo Samuel. And when Samuel's down, he's still a very good number one receiver. Badger is just a smooth operator with very natural hands. He's able to make the acrobatic catches too. He's got good speed. He's got good route running. He's got good... Um, not framing uh, the ability to go up and get the ball. I can't like post up, I guess, but he's not that big receiver. He's not like Des Bryant or anything when I talk about posting up, but he is competitive at the catch point is essentially what I'm trying to say. He really does a lot of things. Well, this year we're going to be finding out what he does elite because right now he's definitely a jack of all trades. Not, not, I'm not going to call him a master of none. That's not the case at all. But I want to see him truly establish himself in one or two, maybe even three categories that we look at for a receiver to be elite at. I think that he can prove to be a an elite catcher. I, like I said, I just feel like he's a very natural guy when the ball is in his hands. He's definitely crafty and yards after catch could be really big for him this year. That'll be something I look forward to with the quarterback situation is for him to elevate his quarterbacks, for him to make life easier for them especially if like Jane Rashada is starting as a true freshman, he's going to be relying on Badger to be his certified receiver, his certified number one guy that he can trust in a pinch. And even if it's not Rashada, like if it's Drew Pine, if it's Trenton Borgay, uh, first of all, he's got established chemistry with Borgay. That'll be important to keep the continuity there. Uh, Drew Pine is still going to be looking for a number one receiver. The same goes for Jacob Conover. They're, they're going to be needing that true number one receiver, Badger could be that guy, which leads me into Xavier Guillory, who really, really was good with Idaho State over the last few years. He really showed off amazing potential during spring practice and during 
the spring game too. I felt like Guillory had really gained more ground than any other offensive player during the spring session that the team had. I I feel like if there was one dude who absolutely won spring practice, it was him, at least on the offensive side of the ball. I would put him up there with the way that Jalen Conyers played at his respective position. He truly went from a depth guy to potentially the number two receiver on this team. He he has just grown into this offense so quickly. He's adjusted. That's the word I was looking for, not grown. But I think he's the number two receiver right now. And I think that's a very good thing for the Sun Devils. You love that he has established chemistry with Charlie Raggle already. And I know Raggle is not the offensive coordinator, but it's still good to have that, that kind of connection and that leadership and the overall ability for a guy who's been a coach for a while and is now getting an opportunity to continue working with a guy that he spent time with. That is very important for Guillory. Jordan Tyson. Like I said, if you, if you guys don't know Jordan Tyson, Maybe it's because you erased the Colorado game from your memory because he got five passes for 150 some odd yards and a touchdown. He also had a punt return touchdown that was really close to 80 yards. If not, it might even been a little more than that. He was like single-handedly keeping Colorado in that game. He did everything that he could. He left it all on the field, dominated Arizona State. Dude is a certified monster as a deep threat and just a flat out playmaker. He's got game-breaking speed. He's got the ability to take that top off the defense and open up everything else underneath and mid-range. He's going to be in a very similar role for the Sun Devils. It's not as though Badger, Guillory, Sanders can't open up the deep game. But when I look at who the deep threat receiver is for the Sun Devils in 2023, it's absolutely Jordan Tyson. And he's expected to be healthy for camp after suffering a leg injury last year that required surgery. It is anticipated he will be ready for spring camp or uh, training camp, excuse me. If that's the case, as much as I just talked about Xavier Guillory, remember I did say I felt the only person whose job was secure right now is Elijah Badger as the number one receiver. Guillory still has to continue to prove that he can translate from Idaho State football to Arizona State football. That is quite the learning curve for him. Meanwhile, Jordan Tyson dominated in power five at Colorado with terrible quarterbacks on a terrible football team. He's already somewhat proven. That's going to be a very interesting battle to watch for the number two receiver spot. I definitely think it's between Guillory and Tyson, but that doesn't mean we should get, we should get, we should forget about Giovanni Sanders. I'm a big geo guy. I think that he's a really smooth operator. I think that he just works so well out of the slot and is just one of the more one of the more comforting thoughts that I have for the Sun Devils wide receiver room. And that says something because I love just about everyone on this wide receiver core right now. There's just so much blend and variety. It's like a melting pot that you have at this wide receiver spot where you've got speed guys, you've got box out guys, you've got do it all guys, you've got yards after catch, you've got chain movers. There's there's so much here to work with for the Sun Devils. And that's what I love so much. But getting back to Giovanni Sanders, he just feels like such a perfect slot receiver. And because of that, I think that he's 
He's got a definitive role with the team. The question is, how will the depth chart factor into it? Is he going to be the fourth receiver? Is he going to be the number two receiver? Because I had him as my number two receiver heading into the offseason prior to all of these additions that the Sun Devils made. I think that he's still going to be one of the more relied upon receivers that the team has. I think that we should not be underrating Giovanni Sanders. He's one of the guys to make sure you keep an eye on. One more time, thank you guys for tuning in to Locked On Sun Devils, wherever you're getting your podcast. Hit like and subscribe. Make sure you tune in next week. This goes out to the everydayers as well, as we're going to continue our talk of the offseason and continue looking forward to the 2023 season. All right. Back into our conversation. Putting a bow on it. Talked about the top four guys. I want to talk very briefly about the rest of these guys. Mainly the guys that I know enough about, because I don't know too much about the uh, the guys like Josh Hart, Max Ware, Sean Charles, Patrick Williams the third. I don't know too much about them because they've been depth guys for the team who really haven't gotten any opportunities. Uh, Caleb Black and Corbin Hendricks are also true freshmen who weren't on the spring practice field because they were still in high school at the time. We haven't gotten a chance to see them yet. Jake Smith, if he's finally healthy, this is a former four-star prospect. He's got the NFL size. He's got the NFL talent. It's just a matter of staying on the football field. If he does that, he's going to be a problem in a very good way for the Sun Devils and in a very bad way for opposing teams. I think it's so easy to forget about how good he was during his time in, in uh, Arizona. I, if he is able to stay on the football field, he was so good coming out of high school, and he was a guy that was highly recruited by Texas and USC. I can't remember where he started and where he transferred from. I believe he started at Texas and transferred to USC. Could obviously have that backwards. I don't have him right in front of me. There's way too many receivers to talk about. He will be interesting. He will factor into this equation. And if he is healthy and he does get back to that potential, you're talking about another guy who could compete for near the top of the depth chart. Can't overlook him. Troy O'Mare is just got a ton of upside here. He was a Texas receiver. He showed some ability. He's got, I'm not going to say like all world untapped potential, but I do think that he's got really intriguing upside to be near the top of a depth chart. I won't call him a one. I won't call him a two, but I do think he could be a guy who does see significant reps and a guy who can work outside and overall provide you that big body as a six foot three receiver. That's got pretty good, pretty good overall skills as a receiver. He did have a case of the drops during the spring game. Hopefully that's not the case moving forward. If he can reach his potential, he's another guy he can't sleep on. Mel Constaval, great slot receiver. He's going to be competing with Giovanni Sanders for that role. Do, while I definitely anticipate Giovanni Sanders to pretty much dominate that role, I'm not going to rule out Mel Constaval, who has proven to be a really good receptions guy. Not so much after the catch. He really did, has not done that much. Uh, after the catch in his career, both at, uh, was it Utah State? Again, I don't have it right in front of me. No, Colorado State. Um, at, at Colorado State, we haven't really gotten to see his full potential and opportunity, but nonetheless, he's a good slot operator for the team that's going to get involved one way or another. And then, of course, we have Andre Johnson, the guy who we've been hyping up for a handful of years. He's got all-world potential, right? Just hasn't put it together. He nonetheless is still going to be a guy that we're going to talk about and we're going to look forward to for this Sun Devils team. 
Definitely keep an eye out for him. Bottom line, though, this wide receiver crew, my goodness, it is deep. It is not just top-heavy either. There's lots of guys here, but at the top, man, I truly think Badger is going to the NFL. I think if Guillory can translate from playing at Idaho State to playing Power 5 football, he's got a shot at the NFL. I think if Jordan Tyson grows from his freshman season over the next two years, he could be in the NFL. I think Giovanni Sanders, if he has a big season as a slot receiver, will get an opportunity. I don't know about being drafted, but I think he'll get an opportunity. And then the rest of the guys, too. Like all, all the upside guys, Omer, Smith, Johnson. You've got these freshmen that are coming in. You've got these depth guys that are going to be hungry and wanting to get an opportunity. There's a lot here. Now, for what it's worth, keep in mind, it, it's probably very likely that some of these guys are going to leave via the transfer portal too because they're going to realize just how stiff the competition is, how difficult it's going to be to stand out compared to everybody else. It, it happens. It happens. Hopefully, these guys will still be able to, to want to compete and understand that all it takes is one injury or one bad play or one bad game for them to be able to usurp the guy ahead of him and get that opportunity to play in this offense. This is going to be a great offense. And I mentioned him at the top of the show, and I want to make sure that I mention him at the end of the show. Rashad Samples has this wide receiver room absolutely clicking right now. He is going to be instrumental in making sure that these guys are successfully able to take that next step. And I could not have more confidence in, in him to be able to unlock the potential of just about every single one of these guys and be able to get career years out of them and be able to help them benefit, not just from this season or next season, but just for their future entirely for their careers, whether it's NFL or it's XFL or it's Canadian Football League or it's Arena Football League, whatever it is. I think that Rashad Samples is going to be able to help these kids not just play high school football or uh, college football, but also have some kind of professional experience too. We'll wait and see. This is very optimistic thinking. I have been constantly guilty of that. But what do you guys think of the wide receiver spot? Who are your top guys? Who are the ones that you're excited about? Who's your sleepers? Let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at RichieBrats36 and the podcast at LO underscore Sun Devils. Let me know who you guys think, but thank you guys as always for tuning in. Wherever you're getting your podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe and also turn on those notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. To stay in touch with that content, follow me on Twitter at RichieBrads36 on the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Levels. That's all that I got for you guys today. Until next time, you keep it locked right here on Lockdown Sun Levels.